This week, the obvious question is, what is the one thing that you need to know? I'm Mike Trevisano with Bob Meyer and Joe Vitalik. Each week, one of us asks the other two a question that may seem obvious, but doesn't seem to have an obvious answer, and we see what we can figure out. And we invite you to help us find some answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. This week, the question is mine to ask Joe and Bob, and I'm asking them to help me find just one thing to teach my son that will guide him to a good life. I have to say that this may be uh, maybe my favorite episode that we've done so far. To me, it's what our podcast is all about, looking for answers to questions that probably aren't even meant to have answers, but the question is huge. We're supposed to teach our children well, but teach them what? What do they need to know? What thing above all else? What do I need to know? As you'll hear, we start a little off balance, but once we begin to separate the wheat from the chaff, and the question leads to more questions, different questions, then I think we start to discover some real signposts. Please let us know what you think on our site or on our Facebook page. We mean it. We're in this together. So this past week, uh, my wife and I had to have a talk with our son about about something uh, that he had done that that disappointed us that made made us made us have to have one of those big talks with him like you know something bigger than just the action itself that life is about these things right I mean that talk that you have with your kids and you kind of it, it's it's why you're a parent in the first place, I guess, you know, it's your job to have those talks, right? And it led me afterwards to, to wonder, is there one thing that I could teach him? Is there one thing that I could just say to him, do this in life, be, be this? Is there one word? I mean, because right now, you know, so many come to mind, you know, you have to be trustworthy and you have to be sincere and you have to be honorable. You have to be accountable for your actions. You have to treat other people the way you would want to be treated or you would. Can, but is there, can I get away with just one? Is there, is there a, a one such word or one thing that, that trumps them all? If you learn this one thing, then everything will fall into place. That's, that's my question. Is there one? I think Joe's giving me a little head nod that says, Bob, you go first. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah. Ooh, it's a, that's a, it's a big question. And uh, teaching somebody something or teaching my kids anything, it's, it's, it's tough because I can have conversations with them, but they're going to they're gonna fall flat with other, without other variables. And I think of some of those as, you know, showing somebody something or, or guiding them, or, or touching their hand, and bringing them along, and giving them experience. And without those other things, you know, I can say something to everyone. I can say a word to everyone on this podcast, and say that one word. You know, what comes to mind immediately is is things like live your life to the fullest, or you know, love, or or happiness. Because you know, I've been on the planet a good number of years now and I look back at my life and I think you know what's what's the most important thing is it about is it about my job is it my family is it a collection of different things you know for me you know my my driving thing is that there's a state of being or a state of peace that I want to achieve um, and I want to be that way every day of my life but 
certain things get into the way, and I'm not that way, but my desire would be that's my natural state of being, and I want my children and anybody I could teach to, to experience that same thing. What is that same thing? It's it's living your life, you know, just being who you are, being authentic, but there, there's just so many things. I I guess my short answer is I can't just choose one because for me it's it's kind of like those um, dying words. If I were on my deathbed and I had just one last thing to say, what would that be? It, it might not be that deep. It might be, go get me a ham and cheese sandwich or I'd like to have a milkshake. <laughs> I don't know that it'd be something, you know, so inspirational that, you know, it would it would guide everyone else's life. Um, I'm going to let I'm going to let Joe chime in now and I'm going to have some other thoughts you know boiling over in my head. Yeah, and Bob, I did I did give you that look because I was stumped. I mean, it's one of those questions that um I think has a lot of answers to it, but my gut tells me that the thing Mike's looking for is going to turn out to be love. You know, I I just I know that word has been kicked around and tossed around, but I think I think and it doesn't answer the question directly on things like honesty, integrity, and ethical moves and stuff like that necessarily. It does, doesn't answer them directly. But I think if you if you explore the, the word and you explore the, the use of the, 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 the word in, in, in context, everything else plays out. Now, the reason I, I gave it that little nod a little look before is because I didn't I didn't want to like I didn't want to go first. I didn't want to answer it because I thought it's going to sound corny. It's going to be like love. Love is all there is. You know, it's that simple. And I don't know how to I don't know how to take that leap from there to the all the pieces that Mike's talking about. You know, I, I've had children myself and I have grandchildren and um, I'm constantly telling them things, you know, about that lead into conversations about honesty or or caring or, you know, helping and things like that, that, you know, as Mike said, lessons you want to teach people. Um, and Bob, when you said last thing you would say on your deathbed, it, you may ask for a, a chocolate shake or a a hamburger or something like that. But I think what I hear, and I haven't had this experience directly, but or I have actually with my parents uh, who are no longer here, but um, the thing they talk about all the time at the end is love. And and I think that's one of the primary things people talk about. They want to forgive and be forgiven and, and they want to you know, express love towards everybody. And they say things like that. Just tell everybody I love them. Just tell everybody you know, the mistakes I made, the things I did, whatever. So they kind of, it's a blanket statement that seems to 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 be the thing that if you could teach it and maybe this is the problem mike maybe we can't teach it directly maybe it's not like honesty where you would say you know treat people this way and always um give them a fair amount back or you know whatever the things are that make honesty work maybe love isn't that simple and maybe it's just that complicated you know i had the image before of a white light you know white light being with through a prism breaking up into all those different colors and what if like all those different colors were the things you're, you're thinking about, all those elements. And then when you put them all together, you get the white light or you get this thing called love. And from that, everything else comes out. Yeah, because I think like, even, you know, Mike led with the question of what would you teach them? You know, I, 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 I went with the answer of love, too, but I don't, I don't know how to teach. I, I'm incompetent when it comes to how do I teach someone how to love? I can I can do that for myself, but I don't know that I can put together a 10 step program or black box love and say, well, here it is. Here it is, guys. Here's the, here's the manual for love. Here's how you go about and have love because there's so many other things that come into play. You know, your beliefs, your, the way you grow up, the, the things you learn from your parents, the people around you, uh, 
let's say you're in an abusive relationship or something like that. All these things seep into, you know, and, and then you we're all left questioning because I think even if we had a separate podcast on what is love, we'd all have, you know, different starting positions and probably end up somewhere at the end of the 20-minute podcast with a, a different impression. So teaching someone something, one thing, uh, it's hard. That's why I, I think maybe now I go with, I teach them how to, uh, you know, repair an iPhone because at least then they'll have something practical that will take them into maybe the next decade or so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I funny uh, when I was thinking of this question, I I too came up with love, you know, came. Up, but my problem with it is, uh, maybe it has to do with how I, uh, you know, how I grew up, or you know, my my worldview is love. Then goes right into well, Jesus is love. So there's probably a whole huge population of of Christians that are tuning out because they already know the answer to this one. Well, Jesus is love. And you teach your, teach your children the, the, the teaching. What would Jesus do? The teachings of Jesus. He would do. But my problem with that is I don't see a lot of that happening. You know, I see a lot of people talking about that happening. And I see a lot of people quoting it. And, but they're also the same people that quote a lot of things that seem not so Jesus-like, right? And, and so I, I get tripped up on it, and I don't want that one. In fact, what, what, the one that makes a hell of a lot more sense to me, and I think my son would listen to a lot more, <laughs> a lot more readily, is be a Jedi. You know, that one he would get, you know, and that encapsulates a way of being, a way of doing, you know, that, that probably would make a lot of sense. I have a feeling that, you know, be like Jesus should do the exact same thing, but we've had 2,000 years to screw that message up. And I think we've done a pretty good job of it, you know, where the message is still there, but it means so many different things to so many people that it's lost. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it's not effective. It's not as effective as it should be. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, Mike, as you're saying it, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I agree. And why is that? I mean, why is something that seems so simple and, and like you put it in, in the reference of like a Jedi, Jedi Knight, um, I, I understand that, that the, the, what that image is, or you, know, you might point out a, like a military person, like a Marine, you know, they have some code of honor and things like that, or like a SEAL team or something, you know, or how, how that plays out. So there's very specific elements that fit that picture that make us say, yeah, that's a, that's a thing I want to teach my own children or, or I want to learn myself. But what I'm wondering is, is, is that, like Bob said, just the way to teach love and it's the elements that you're teaching, but you, because you can't teach the other one, you know, would you, would you, I'm curious, would you consider a Jedi Knight to be a loving person, like, you know, and stretch it to caring, whatever those other words are that kind of surround love? Are they that way? I mean, they, I think of that lightsaber and they'll cut someone's arm off as quick as look at them, but that's always in the right way. It's always like we cheer for that. You know, yeah, because I think it, it's in my my opinion, it, it has to do with with doing it for with honor to protect those, or and and that yeah, that they are caring, they are loving. That's that's how I always have the impression of them. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so maybe, of the word do over, like um, you know, is this question intriguing to us because you know. You know, we've lived part of our lives, and and we're looking through our the lens of our children and saying, well, what what could they do that you know I would have done differently? Because that's where I think of with the question that again I go back to this. You know, my 
my natural state is to be a, a peaceful person and, and to be a loving, kind, gentle person. And But then there's the moments where I, I lose my cool and I get angry or I let things bother me or fester. And I'm like, that's not me. That's not my natural state. And I want to be in that natural state all the time, but I can't. So that's what I want to teach my children. You know, like if I had to do it all over again, you know, we live our lives in this model where 90% of us, at least here maybe in America, it's like, it's the American dream. We, it's all modeled out for us. Before we're even born, we know what needs, what's expected of us, that we're going to have a house, we need to have kids, we, uh, we should drive a car, we should go to college, we should get a good education, we should work for a company, have good health care insurance, um, we buy groceries at a grocery store. All these things are, are kind of put us in a box, but what else do we need to learn <laughs> You know, you, you know what you're saying, Bob, is proven to me that I'm, my my question has a problem with it, and the problem is is that it assumes that there's a definition of what a really good life is, mm-hmm. and be this one way, and you'll have that that uh, that good life. And clearly, somewhere in my personal definition has things like being trustworthy and being accountable and honorable and all those things. But I, but I would have a lot easier time of it. If I sat him down and I said, now just the one thing you've got to remember in this life and above all is when, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, then, then a whole lot of other things fall under it. And if, if all you need to do in this life is win, you know, don't be a sucker like those, like those other, you know, idiots, you know, win, get above, climb over them, have, get the stuff, Right. I think a lot of people have that worldview, right? I don't know a lot of them. I know, I know, I guess a few of them, right? But if that were it, it's easier. It, mm-hmm. And I think they would argue it makes for a, their decisions come easier to them. The rewards are more tangible, right? Mine is harder. And I think what you're saying, and it's really important, is that the culture, how you grew up, you know, where you're from, makes all the difference in the world that if you're not from this culture which is very competitive you know it's capitalism but come from a different place where where life is that the way you described it and then as you were talking about i was thinking you probably ought to teach your kids to be like buddhist monks or something you know those guys seem to be pretty laid back they reflective they seem to care about everything from the smallest particles of of nature to the biggest ones and they seem to worry about the big issues in the world and but they seem very much content and at peace with themselves. So what's stopping me or you from encouraging your kids or grandkids to um, to be that way, to be more like Buddhist monks, as opposed to Mike's view, step on people, get to the top, win, win, win. Again, I think it's the culture. If you're in, in a Buddhist environment, that looks pretty good to you. You probably pass that on. You try to make that work. In your case, Mike, if you're more capitalistic, you might, you might focus more on the capitalistic stuff without even realizing that some of it, even though it seems good, is actually probably counter counterproductive towards that person's development you know, to becoming the person that you think they should be or they even think themselves that they should be. Culture's a big deal. I mean, where it comes from is a big deal. Hmm. It, it leads to another question, as many of these do. Okay, we'll scrap all that. Is there a universal? Is there? Can there be a universal answer to it? Can there be one that undercuts every human on the planet. One thing, maybe, maybe I'm throwing it up, cooperate, right? We're all here. We're, it's only one planet. We're all here. We have to get along somehow. 
so fall under any anything that 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 goes toward us being able to live together is is a is a right step forward right i'm making it up as i go yeah. but something like that is there something is there a is there a denominator that is common well i think the love thing would resolve you know those those types of issues like if we all loved each other would you really would you kill somebody you know would you would you oppress somebody would you go to war with someone would you blow yourself mm. up in front of them um probably not if you love them um yeah i i i think it's again one of those unanswerable questions with the parameters we put on it that there's only one thing why well, you could have come at it and said bob you have a you have 10 10 choices <laughs> <laughs> you can choose any of them i as we were talking and you said, you know, can we teach the world one thing? I don't know if anyone out there remembers the, the old Coca-Cola, smile and have a Coke. And I'd like to teach the world to sing, you know. Uh, if we could do that, if we could teach the whole world to sing, we would be much in a much better place, you know. And, and you know, that, you know, singing to me is, is happiness. It's it's music. It's love. It's it's all those things combined. So. Maybe maybe that's my new answer. I'm going to teach the world to sing. Yeah, and I was ready to leap on to my <laughs> <laughs> and say that you know, if it's a whole world thing, they, you need a big word. And I don't know a bigger word than love. I don't I don't know of a a way to express that that would be larger than that. So I'm going to, in a sense, fall on the the initial answer, even though I I can't like Bob, I can't teach it directly. Or I can't describe it directly. And I know there are different versions of love or different images of love, you know, the platonic and different things like that, that get, get me in trouble again, because it's, it's breaking up a word that's so big, you don't understand it into little parts that you don't understand. And then applying it to this kind of an example makes it really hard. But I think, yeah, maybe the question is flawed in the sense that we can't come up with a, a one word and there is a list and the list would be probably more than 10, Bob, I'm thinking, because, you know, depending upon your culture, where you come from, whatever it could be, could be an unlimited list, you know, that it could go on and on and on based upon every person or situation in the world. So for me, I have to go back and just say, I, well, I don't have a better answer. I'm stumped again with uh, how to explain that other than to say, I'll stick with love for the moment. You know, the, the, I, I like it. I love, I love your prism image. It's, it's great. It's perfect. You know, well, what does that color look like? Does it, does it look like it belongs in, you know, in the blend to, to the white color of, of light, uh, of love. Uh, I love that, but it presupposes that, uh, that you love everyone on the planet equally, right? Cause the moment that you say, you know, love, I live my life with love. I love my family more than I love that dude. I love, you know, my friend a lot more than I love that person you know now you're starting to now it's getting it's getting muddy and i think that's the slippery slope that that de devalues the word but uh, but don't get me wrong i love my son a lot more than i love a lot of people you know and it would take a hell of a lot of like spiritual transformation for that to change you know and i and i don't want that to change i don't see that in my life as something that i would i would readily give up maybe that makes Maybe that makes this question hard for me to ever really get to an answer of. Well, not only that, you, you know, when you talk about teaching, who's to say we're good teachers, right? The, the, there's three of us. There, there's a, mm. a world population. You're saying, you know, if everyone could teach somebody, but I, I've had a lot of bad teachers in my life, and I'm sure everyone else out there has too that says, oh, I didn't get the point of that exercise. 
Um, what if what if we read it the wrong way? What is there a wrong way to love? I think there is. You know, you just described it that that love is not equal across all boundaries. So, you know, depending on who your teacher is, you know. That... <laughs> the the problem with that one then is. But I'm the one he's got right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm the, the best you've got. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're we're right at our at our twenty minute mark. So I'm, I'll ask you guys for some closing thoughts, and then we'll we'll wind this easy question down. I'll just quickly, Mike, say that your your final comments there made me think about something. Maybe the answer to all the stuff that's gone wrong for a couple thousand years and beyond that is that that we are predisposed to love, whatever that word means, the people closest to us, our family and stuff, more than anybody else. And that puts us in a weird spot because that means that that somewhere something bad's going to happen to those other people and we're not going to really care too much about it. In other words, we're not going to care as much and so things will naturally fall apart. So maybe that's part of the, the solution or part of the answer. And I'm with you. It's really hard. I've struggled with this for years is how do you care as much about a stranger you know, here on the news that 10,000 people were killed in Syria or something. And, you know, the counter news is that one of your relatives is sick and dying. I, I feel a whole lot different about that relative sick and dying than I do the 10,000 people I don't know. And that's on me. I mean, that's that's an issue. I think that if I could get to that feeling, if I could get to that emotion across the board, things would change. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, as everyone's talking, think a little deeper, you know, like, oh, you know, peel this thing back. And and I think the English language trips me up a little bit that uh, I'm going to move away from like, oh, if I could teach one thing, would it be love? You know, I, I again, I, I have to think back to what what do I know? I know how I live my own life and and what do I want? And I, I want a connection. So um, connection with with myself, connection with the world. Um being one with everything, if that, if that makes sense. So more kind of like what Joe said, that, that kind of Buddhist mentality. Uh, but how do I teach that? Um, I think I said something earlier about just, you know, living living your life, you know, whether that's to the, to the fullest extent, but being who you want to be and being connected to everything around you. So I, I struggle with just saying, well, here's one concept, one, one word. I look back at, you know, the simplest concept is the one that I have, you know, tattooed on my on my two wrists, which is, you know, breathe in and, and breathe out. That's where it starts, right? You start with a breath, you, you end with your last breath. What happens in between those two segments for your entire life is, is up to you. Um, but maybe it's as simple as that, guys, just breathe in and breathe out. Because when you do that, you feel that connection with something that's bigger than anything we could ever describe, bigger than this podcast, bigger than any word in the English language, bigger than any God that's out there. It's that that unknown. So I'm going to go with maybe something that's a little bit more metaphorical and say that essence of life. You know, that that's, that's what I want to teach them is that just breathe in and breathe out. Go with that. <laughs>